and welcome back to another episode of By the Fire, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the black diaspora. Today I'll be talking about Married to a Witch, and this is a Nollywood film which came out in 2001, directed by Fred Amata and written by Helen Upabio. I'll be talking about this film because I thought this month I should be doing reviews of different films from across the diaspora, so I thought I'd do a film from Nigeria, which is a West African country, if you didn't know already. I hope you enjoy this episode. Married to a Witch is about a man who, after leaving his church behind, becomes the target of an evil coven. And you know, before I even start talking about the whole film in general or in detail, generally speaking, it was a pretty decent film. I was so worried about choosing a Nollywood film as my first horror film to watch because Nollywood horror, especially in the noughties and the 90s are so known to be so scary. I just remember watching them as a child and thinking, this is the scariest thing ever. Whether it's about the cults or whether it's about the like witchcraft. And I think for me especially, it was scarier because especially in the 90s, there were a lot of people who were actually being kidnapped for blood rituals and for cults because the initiation into these cults were normally taken alive so this was actually happening and i'm sure it's still happening now so when you watch it on the tv you there's also a hint of truth to what's happening in these movies so that just makes it extra scary so married to a witch stars kwama Osou and lillian bach and kwama plays the character henry who yes essentially was part of the faith the christian faith and then because he didn't get a position that he wanted, he just said, okay, you know what, I'm not going to join this faith anymore. And from that, he became the target of this woman. So the writing displayed a typical bait and switch relationship where the woman was able to lure him in. She was called Alice, played by Lillian Bach. Alice lured him in with her goodness. You know, she was very nice to him, very nice to his family. And yeah, she just overall was an angel. And then as soon as they got married, her bad side came out. And that is typical of a bait and switch relationship where someone is lured in with their goodness. And then as soon as someone is in too deep, the person just switches. So it was as if after the wedding, her true evil nature then came out. And it was really clear when that tone changed and when she changed as a character. Because essentially like the writers used a lot of like emotive language to display how she changed so she was really sweet and really soft-spoken at first and then after the marriage she was very like snappy she shouted a lot she was very much like just an evil witch even if she wasn't a witch she just gave witch vibes because she was very she had a really big vendetta against his family she was essentially a, an abusive woman she was an abusive partner she isolated him from his family from his friends didn't allow anyone to see him lied and manipulated so that he would be against his friends and i thought that was quite interesting because even though she was a literal witch i thought it was quite interesting to like display this whole bait and switch um narrative that some people in real life go through and that's so traumatic where you meet someone and you think they're great and then all of a sudden they just become abusive so that's essentially what the film was also demonstrating as well how 
someone can go from zero to 100 really quickly. In terms of the editing, the film was quite choppy, but bearing in mind that this came out in 2001, so it was probably filmed in the 90s, this is something that's quite expected to happen in early Nollywood. So the transitions from one scene to the next were at times quite confusing. Um, I say quite confusing, they weren't confusing for someone like me who was brought up with Nollywood, but for someone who wasn't, it'd be quite confusing to like witness one scene during the day with the witch and with Alice and her husband Henry and then it would immediately switch to a night scene and you're kind of given the impression that it's happening at the same time but in sort of a different dimension but it took me like a while to realize okay this is happening at the same time but it was very quick so if you weren't able to get it the first time and if you're not used to watching Nollywood it would catch you off at first. The editors also utilised visual effects, so for example there was a scene where um, the witches were in their coven and then the head witch noticed that there was another presence who wasn't one of them and then all of a sudden a rock came out of nowhere and that rock transformed into like a man who was a minion. The visual effects were off the time of the 90s so for the 90s it was pretty good to see a rock turn into a man but I'm sure if it was done today it would definitely be much better. In terms of the costume design, the clothes did fit the choice of the film. The first scene showed the witches in their coven and they wore long dark red dresses and they just looked, they looked a bit messy, they looked dirty and they had the long black hair so it was very much given yes we are witches we are evil and it wasn't witches who would conceal themselves using like beauty it was very much like no we are in the forest and we are down and we are dirty and it was a nice contrast to like the christian characters who were very much in their um nigerian attire they wore like lighter clothes even the characters who were in like european clothes like they were still you know they were still dressed like appropriately they were still like well kept to show that they were more pure than the witches in terms of the sounds and the soundtrack the film starts off with screeching sounds and sounds of the night so dogs howling to set the scene of the coven and it was <sighs> now like i said i am like a horror noob so any degrees of horror films will scare me to an extent so even the sounds alone, especially the sounds, that is what gets me with Nollywood because they will use this annoying screeching sound and should I try it? It's like and the thing is, right, it's gonna continue throughout a whole scene. So in this film, it's sort of at the start where the witches are having their little dance or something. They have lanterns as well. And then you just have this like, really uncomfortable sound at the back and I think that's used to definitely heighten tension. It's been used in so many other films during scenes of like, you know, someone being caught cheating or someone being caught poisoning food. Like, you just hear that sound that's like, you've been caught in an action that you're not meant to be doing. And that sound is just there to like heighten that tension. It's so, it's so effective and it's, I'm sure it's so easy to use as well. 
the accent was also pretty convincing it was very theatrical but that's also something that's very normal for a nollywood film especially the head witch she was very much like yes who will be the one to lure this man or it was something like bring the prisoner that's something that's very common and i actually watched another documentary with a nollywood um film caster and this was um by vice on youtube and he was saying yes we want big acting you know if i ask you to cry or to mourn you're not going to be just holding your face and just crying in your in your hands you know i want you on the ground i want you wailing weeping because that's something that's um common in nigerian culture like as a whole like we are a very emotive people so if you're going to be crying i want to see you cry on the ground you know same thing with like this woman being the head witch she isn't someone that's just like calm or quiet or timid she's very much like how am i going to show myself i am that head girl i am that woman you know and that's basically by being very expressive through her her tone and the way she speaks so overall would i recommend this film to those who want to watch horror this month i would say yes because it wasn't particularly scary but i think the overall message was like christianity reigns over all um witches are very bad also don't be so drawn to pretty women because you know he was with his friend the character henry and then this woman alice was just in the street and of course she was just in the street because she knew where he was going to be because she was a witch but he was none the wiser so he just saw this beautiful woman she was so perfect i think like yes another moral of the story is like if anyone is too perfect it might be too good to be true because you know she was just so kind essentially she was love bombing him which is another term that's used in abusive relationships when someone is just sort of like bombs you with love so they kind of overbear you with love and affection and kisses and that tends to be because when they draw back you'll actually notice and also feel quite codependent on that love and that can actually seem positive because they're showering you with love but actually they can just flip it around and then just completely neglect you which is why just too much of a good thing is never good so same thing in this in this film now she showers him with love showers the family with love and then just turns around and becomes an evil witch literally you know what i mean so yeah i say i'd recommend it out of five i'd give it a three it wasn't particularly scary but at the same time i know i wasn't looking for a particularly scary film but it's something that i could watch again at night which is good that means it, but then if i could watch a horror film at night that means it wasn't scary enough for me so I'd give it a three out of five, just because, yeah, it's an average film. It wasn't it wasn't very scary, but there were still some scary points, and for the time, the special effects were pretty decent. So I'll give them that. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this movie review, and I hope that you are encouraged to go watch it yourself. It's about an hour and a half. No, it's about a two-hour film as are most Nollywood films. I was also trying to find a Nollywood film that wasn't having two or three parts because that's also quite common. And yeah, I hope if you enjoy it as well, or if you've already watched it, let me know. 
Before I end this episode, I just want to talk about what's happening at the moment in Nigeria. I think it's important that even though we do enjoy the content that's created by Nigerians, we also think about the people. And right now, there are protests happening in Nigeria, in Abuja, to end SARS. And SARS stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. They were first utilised in 1984 to, as the name suggests, um, tackle anti-robbery because armed robbery is a really big issue in Nigeria. However, what's happened now because of corruption is that they've been accused of committing like killings and torture just on their own accord, like without a trial and just... The issue is that they pick out young people. You know, these young people will be in their cars, coming back from a night out, and because they may be middle class or even below, these um, SARS just want a reason to either steal. Can you imagine an anti-robbery squad actually committing crimes of robbery? And even to an extent, killing as well. And um, young people, and many people, but particularly the youth, have just had enough of being targeted and I think it shows that police brutality is an issue everywhere it isn't something that's just um a racial issue targeted towards black people in the west police brutality is a problem globally and it's um, so amazing that the youth are in Nigeria protesting in the streets and because of that it's caused the supposed disbandment of SARS however a new agency has actually been formed called SWAT to take over the duties performed by SARS however what what's the point of that you know they've disbanded one and they've renamed it and that does nothing we don't want any disbandment we don't want any reform even we just want it to stop completely and the youth are still protesting and I would hope that they have more of support from Nigerians across the diaspora such as myself being a Nigerian born in the UK and they do have my full support and this is why I'm mentioning it on this podcast so that those who are listening are more aware of the police brutality happening in Nigeria because it's like I said it's one thing to enjoy the content by Nigerians but it's also another thing to consider the lives of Nigerians. So if you check out the hashtag NSARS on all social media platforms you'll be seeing that what's happening and yes I really hope even though this episode has sort of taken a more serious tone I do hope that you've you know left this episode being entertained but knowing that we're not just your entertainers we are also real life people as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did I hope you share it out to your people. Um, It's really great if on social media you like, share, retweet, comment because that just spreads what I do to other people as well and if you did enjoy this podcast feel free to follow on Spotify and also like and rate on Apple Podcasts and you can also listen on SoundCloud as well feel free to use the hashtag btfpod so we can continue this conversation about scary nollywood films online and i hope to catch you on the next episode so the next episode will be next week as well and i'll be reviewing another scary film this time it'll be an american film so i hope to catch you on the next episode bye